0: Welcome to the recorded case notes of A Saw Palm Gone Wild in suburban Florida. This is Donald August vs. The Land of Flowers, a fiction podcast about a 12-year-old boy and his reluctant summer nanny. This entire show was completely independently created. If you're enjoying listening to our baby, we'd love it if you could leave us a five-star rating on iTunes or wherever you listen to podcasts. Now, on with the show. Episode two, The Library. It was you! You
1: grew the plant outside! Or maybe it grew itself? Wait, do you grow
2: plants? Do plants grow themselves? Are we going to be playing detective from the moment I get here in the mornings to the moment I drop you off all summer? Cat is fed, AC is backed up to 75. Stop
1: listing chores for a minute.
2: Bed is made? Bed is made. Daytime clothes are on.
1: It was morning, and the trail was
2: hot. If you're hot, stop standing next to the window. Why is the living room so dark? Because the light filtering in through the blinds helps set the mood. Okay, go ahead. It's morning, and the trail
1: is hot. It was morning, and the trail was hot. Something sinister was growing outside poor Uncle Rowan's house and the usual witnesses were too scared to come out. Lex, get off your phone. The
2: usual witnesses were too scared to come out. I can listen even if my phone is out. Who are the usual witnesses, Donald August? Shady men with
1: collars so high, all you can see is their eyes. Women in low hats, outside alone at nighttime. Groups of men who throw dice at the walls over and over. Sometimes they cheer, sometimes. They boo. I've never seen anyone like that in your condo complex. You wouldn't know. You haven't taken the investigator's
2: oath. The investigator's oath? I've said too much already. Donnie, come on. You can't insist on making me play detective with you and then refuse to tell me anything.
1: Patience, Donald August. She is only an assistant. Just a kid, really. You can take the assistant's oath. All you have to do is swear you'll carry
2: all supplies... Necessary for
1: investigation.
2: All supplies? So far today, you've asked me for cigars and a dog so old it should already be dead. I need a loyal hound to sleep under my desk. I am not swearing to get you
1: everything you ask for. Whatever. Lex, I examined the seed suspects at Uncle Rowan's house, and my keen eyes tell me they're not natural. They're supernatural.
2: Well, they are weird. A glow
1: embraces them in the dark.
2: That's true, and weird. And probably, actually worth looking into. My aunt works at the State Forest Preserve. I can call her if we need an expert witness. Hmm, while we
1: could use more plant knowledge, I don't think we should bring anyone older than you into the case. You know how adults are. Always, you'll hurt yourself this and tax code
2: that. Fair enough, we did say it would be our case, so long as it's not dangerous. But before we do any mystery solving, I have to ask, what exactly is it you've done to the guest bedroom? It's stuff from Uncle Rowan. Why is there a pile of your uncle's clothes on the guest bedroom floor?
1: I always put Uncle Rowan's stuff in the guest bedroom. (laughs) In case he wants to do a sleepover. Uncle Rowan is my best friend. But he says there's no point in sleeping over since he lives down the street. This stuff is because he said I could try on some of his detective clothes.
2: This is a tie with tiny martinis. How is this detective
1: clothes? First of all, the cold observer says martinis keep him sane. I don't want people thinking I'm crazy. Secondly, Uncle Rowan said this tie was the talk of the office back in the day, and I need to build my reputation. Look, I got a magnifying glass and a hat. Is that a trench coat? It's a detective jacket. I plucked some of the suspects from yesterday and put them in the outside pocket so I can always be reminded of the case. Okay. And there's cigarettes in the inside pocket, just like a real private investigator. Uh, does your mom know you have those? Mom is a by-the-book captain with a sharp eye, but not that sharp. So you didn't tell her? It's an empty box, okay? No cigarettes, just just the box.
2: Let me keep it. I won't tell your mom if you actually do your chores today.
1: (sighs) Fine. I'll pause my case notes, but we'd better focus and have a real breakthrough when I turn the recorder back on. Oh,
2: brother. All right, all right. Are you recording now? Should I say it again? Yes.
1: Just start again from the beginning for me. Go over
2: every detail. There's an app, it can identify a plant if you take a picture of it. An intriguing idea, but it won't work. Why not? Because an
1: app means a screen. And screen time is reserved only for the most important investigations.
2: This isn't a most important investigation?
1: No. Then what is? The officially licensed cold observer free to play mobile game tie-in. How do people learn things
2: without apps? There's always the library. You're not going to learn anything with your nose stuck in a book. Reading is literally how most people learn. The only thing written on the
1: streets is graffiti. And that's hard to read because of the font.
2: It would probably take ten minutes to drive to the library and then another ten for the ride back, which is 1 24th of my shift right there. Since it's educational, we could stay there for as long as you want. Oh my god, that could be the whole day. Donnie, that settles it. We're going to the library. Uh, I don't think we can solve the mystery if we don't. Well, I don't want to use up any
1: screen time, so you're probably right. But I have one condition... That's going to make or break this whole library thing. What? I get to wear the trench coat. You want to wear the trench coat? It's almost 90 degrees outside. Private investigators only get results through blood, sweat, and tears. And of bleeding, sweating, and crying, Mom said that sweating was the only one I didn't have to tell her about if it happened.
2: Fine. 1951 Royal Fern Drive, ten minutes away. Get your boots, Detective Donnie. Get your boots, Donald August. What? It's Donald August. Get your boots, Donald August. If you're not ready in ten minutes, we're not going.
1: This plant case was so important, we couldn't let small things stand in our way. But I'm Donald August, not Donnie. Field note. Donald August does not
2: need to use a car seat. Donnie, this is why we never drive anywhere. I'm sorry, but these are the rules. If you're... If you're under 4'9", then you have to ride in a car seat! Donnie is
1: 4'8 and a half, but I'm Donald August, P.I. extraordinaire, the protector of the innocent, a grown man who is at the very
2: least 5'5"? If Donald August wants to use his assistant's new driver's license and go to the library, then he's going to have to convince Donnie to sit in a car seat. 5'5 isn't even that much of a stretch. Anyone doing detective work could easily
1: pass as 5'5". The coat adds, at the very least, an extra inch. Mr. Librarian, could you repeat that for the record, please? Oh, it's Mr. Stevens. Um, the record. I mean, sure, I guess, if it's going in the newspaper. Oh, no, citizen. This is for justice.
2: I'm a private investigator. The best one this Sin City has. Oh, I looked it up last night. Wellington is a village. The cold observer wouldn't be inaccurate when he advertised his services. The best private investigator this Sin Village has. A private
1: investigator? That's cute, uh, cool, uh, serious. Are you doing research for a case, Mr. Investigator? Focus, Stevens. The plants. What do you know about the plants? Huh. What do I know about... plants? Okay, um... I can look up a call number. You just tell me what kind of
2: plants I should look up. Evil plants. He means palm plants, sir. Maybe native Florida plants that are... unique. Oh,
1: Florida native plants. All right, section 580, right next to the kid's reading corner. Thanks, Doc. You keep your head about you, detective... You never know what you might learn in these books. So I left the old cardigan to tend to his books. Oh, old cardigan. All right, that's nice. That's real sweet of you, little boy. If this part of town was half as tough on the P.I.s as the librarian was tough on the eyes, I'd need to keep my head down and my nose pinched. (laughs) (laughs) P.U. Okay. Tony! Time was of the essence. I had wheeled and dealed with a librarian who smelled like... Like, um... The underbelly of town had left as much of a mark on him as he had on it. He probably just had
2: onions for lunch.
1: You can't run in a library. You said you'd play until three, and it's only one. Oh, Lex, there's this great bench in the kid's reading corner. It's shaped like a train. We can pretend like I went for a walk by the tracks to think over my big
2: case. You want to pick up a book and read it quietly to yourself in the kids' reading corner? Yes, absolutely. Here we go. Section 580. Here you go. This looks like the book you want. Florida Native Plants. Oh no, someone is already sitting on your train bench, and she's
1: also wearing a costume. There's someone already on my train bench? Oh no. I saw her, and I knew I had found trouble. She wore a lab coat, not nearly as respectable of a coat as a detective's duster. Her hair was not too long, but not too short either. Medium long. I would know that medium long hair anywhere. It was Evelyn, all right.
2: Donnie? That little girl is wearing science lab goggles.
1: She's a scientist today, which might be to our advantage. When she's playing politics, things tend to get complicated fast.
2: Do you know this girl, Donnie? She goes to my school.
1: She's always playing either scientist or a third woman president.
2: Did you say third woman president?
1: Yeah, she says that if by the time that she's old enough to be president, that if there hasn't already been at least two other women presidents, then the country is doomed and she wouldn't want to lead it anyway.
2: Oh! Well, why don't you ask her for help with the case? And I can sit quietly nearby and let you two play, uh, co- uh, collaborate together.
1: Evie says the detectives are dumb because the police is a corrupt institution that only serves the needs of the ruling class. I tried to explain that the Cold Observer is a private investigator, but she said that's even worse, because the presence of privatized police force only further showcases how the state has failed to protect the citizenry. Sometimes it's hard to play with her.
2: Give it a shot, bud. You have to put yourself out there to make friends. I mean, colleagues. Friend colleagues. <clears throat> Ma'am... Donnie August Mund, still playing PI, I see. By now, I thought you'd move on to something more respectable. Want to be a graduate student listening intently to a tenured professor?
1: Professor Evie, hmm? I will listen, if you're going to tell me something about plants, and if you can let me have the train bench. I got here first. Fine. I'll take the stupid normal brown bench. But you better lead me to a breakthrough in my big palm plant case.
2: It never works out when we want to play different games at the same time.
1: I'm not just playing Cold Observer this time. I actually do need to learn about plants. My summer nanny will tell you it's true. What, huh? Never mind. She's always swiping.
2: I thought you had to be in college to swipe.
1: Evie, the plants?
2: A plant case, you said? How fortuitous. Lucky for you, Donald August, today I am refreshing myself on a classic, The Hidden Life of Trees by Peter Wallobin. Trees talk to each other through a network of underground mushrooms. Their decisions indicate an intelligence at least on par with insect colonies.
1: Trees are smart, hmm?
2: Yes, and this field of study has implications for all sorts of plants. If trees talk with each other, any other sort of plant might have communication abilities.
1: If normal plants are smart, I must have a genius on my hands. An evil genius. Professor Evelyn, I brought a sample for you to study. You've grown a
2: statistically significant plant?
1: You don't grow evil. Evil grows on you.
2: You must. Might- have conducted a study to test your hypothesis, perhaps you'd like me to peer review your research.
1: Peer review? Lady, uh, Professor Evie, this is a season finale perp. It's not waiting around for a peer review.
2: You're not waiting around for a peer review? What kind of graduate student are you?
1: I'm not concerned with research. I'm concerned with truth and justice.
2: Justice? In the cutthroat world of indigenous plants? You think the strangler fig has anything to do with justice? You would never cut it as a scholar.
1: Hey! This suspect doesn't play by the rules. It can grow four inches in one blink. Here,
2: just look at this seed. It glows in the dark. Whoa, Donnie, how many of those seeds are in your pocket? Should you be handing those out? We need as many kid experts on this as we can get. Very good, Donnie. You are correct in assuming that what you are holding is, in fact, a seed.
1: But not just any seed. A seed that doesn't care for common decency. A seed of evil. Come on, Evie. You should study it. At least hold onto it for a little while.
2: If I do, will you leave me alone?
1: I swear, I'll leave you alone if you hold onto it for a little while.
2: Fine. Give it here. Hey! You said you'd hold on to it! I did! Just for a little while, like you asked. Why
1: would you just drop it? I told you it's an evil genius seed! You might have played right into
2: its hands! Call my lawyer if you have to, Donald August. You know I don't talk to cops! Okay. Donnie, say goodbye. <coughs>
1: goodbye.
2: Don't you want to look for the suspect Evie dropped before we go?
1: No, it's just one seed. It could have rolled anywhere. I got plenty more in my pocket. Let's just go. Evie completely underestimated my detective skills.
2: It's not fun when people make you play a game you don't want to play, huh?
1: Yeah, well, she fell right into my trap. No thanks to you. What do you mean? Lex, you were just swiping on your phone the entire time we were talking. You were reading on the job. I need you to step in when things get dicey. There were moments when that conversation felt like a game of craps. Sorry, bud. She really got to you, didn't she? I, uh, no. I just, what were you reading that was so important you couldn't focus on the
2: case? Okay, I'll tell you, but you can't tell anyone else, you understand?
1: Who would I tell?
2: Okay, fine. It's a young adult book the third in the Evergrace series. It's like about the aftermath of climate change and how centaurs are dealing with it, but it's really this girl who survives the end of the world and how she helps magic come back to the world. That's sort of embarrassing.
1: What? That sounds awesome!
2: This doesn't sound lame to you? The kids at my school think reading YA is lame. Why would it be lame? Thanks, Donnie. So, you said that Evie fell into your trap? Yeah, she did.
1: She has no idea how much of a clue she let slip back there. The plants can talk, Lex. They can plan. And this book, Florida Native Plants, will show us who's behind it. Hurry, so we can check out. We've got an evil genius plant to identify.
0: Thanks for listening to the second episode of Donald August vs. the Land of Flowers. As you've heard, this entire podcast was completely independently created. It was written by me, Emily Donovan, and my friend and MFA classmate, Ben Kearns. It's voiced by my friend and Dungeons & Dragons DM, voice actor Dave Cutler, and by his sister, Chicago musical improv actress Katie Cutler. Music is by Ben's friend, MFA in electronic music and recording media, Dylan Bruchette. If you want to support the show, you can donate to our PayPal at Donald August Pod. That's paypal.me donaldaugustpod. You can also support the show by leaving us a five-star rating on iTunes or, you know, anywhere else where you leave impossibly high ratings for free content desperate for external validation. Episode three comes out tomorrow on Thursday, August 13th. Episode four will come out on Tuesday. That's August 18th. And episode five will come out one week after that. If you miss us until then, you can find us on Twitter, Instagram, and Facebook at donaldaugustpod. We'll see you tomorrow.